This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين اتقوا والذين هم محسنون My brothers and sisters I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for indeed Allah is deserving of our constant praise and gratitude and I send blessings and salutations upon our beloved Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us many things in the Qur'an. And among the greatest things that Allah has commanded us, which is one of the most, if not the most often repeated command, is وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ Establish the prayer. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the prayer in many different ways. One aspect of the prayer that is given focus is the khushu in the salah. What state are we in when we are praying? We pray at the very least five times a day. If you add the nawafil and the qiyam you do at night and everything else, the rawatib, then you might be praying a lot more than that. The prayer itself, ikhwani fillah, these acts of worship that you are doing, the bowing, the sujood, the recitation, the dhikr, it is meant to have an effect on you, and it is meant to better you. It is meant to be a connection between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is definitely not empty rituals that we do. And the point of having khushu', which is being focused, having humility, understanding what you're doing, why you're doing it, and who you're standing in front of. Your prayer has to add value to you. If there is no difference between when you prayed and after, and if you don't feel anything, then this is something you must rectify. We all want success. We want success in this world, and we want success in the world to come. May Allah grant us that. May Allah grant us the falah and the success of Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Indeed, the believers are successful. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started describing the qualities of those believers. And the first quality Allah mentions is, They are those who have khushu' in their salah. Now, ikhwani fillah, to have khushu' in your salah, first, I want everyone here to genuinely assess themselves and ask themselves, how is my salah like? How much of it am I actually focused? How, of, how much of the statements that I say do I know their meaning and I am actually pondering over them? How often am I present in my salah and how often am I absent 
thinking about the world, the dunya. If the answer is that you're praying physically, but your mind is elsewhere, then you have to take steps to change that. Because what you're missing is the ruh of the salah, the soul of the salah. Everything that we do, from the wudu, to uh, coming early, to uh, the ahkam of the salah, standing still, standing upright, looking at the place of sujood, all of these are meant to help you have khushu' in your salah. So if the moment you say Allahu Akbar, you start thinking about your shop, or your business, or your work, or your family, then you are essentially not benefiting from your salah. Now inshallah Allah will uh, forgive you for your shortcomings. Hence why we say astaghfirullah, the first thing after the salah, when we say assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah, the first statement we make is astaghfirullah, because we ask Allah to forgive us, because we know we are not able to worship Allah the way Allah deserves, and we know we have shortcomings, which is why we do istighfar. But that being said, there's definitely room for improvement, ikhwani wa akhwati fi Allah, my brothers and sisters. Now I want you to think about this hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, where, he is this, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is describing when you are reading Fatiha in your salah, what's actually happening. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking in the hadith al-Quds, Allah is saying, when my servant says, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, in every salah, Allah replies, Hamadani abdi, my servant has praised me. Now imagine you're just thinking about that a bit. Every time you say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, you're thinking that you, you, you know that Allah is replying. You cannot be distracted. And then you say Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Allah is the most merciful, the giver of mercy. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Athna alayya abdi, my servant uh, has honored me, exalted me. And then you say, Malik yawmiddin. And then similarly, until you get to, Iyaka na'abudu, O Allah, you alone me worship. Now when you say, Iyaka na'abudu, Iyaka nasta'een, are you thinking about that? That you're saying, admitting, O Allah, you alone I worship. You alone we as believers worship. Iyaka na'abud. Wa iyaka nasta'een, and O Allah, you alone we ask help of. And we need your help. In everything, including our worship, including my prayer, including my khushu'ah, oh Allah, grant me that help. Are you remembering those meanings? And when you say that, Allah replies, هَذَا بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ abdi." This is between me and my servant. Because when you worship Allah, the worship is for Allah. And Allah promises you, He will help you. And then, when you say, when you ask specifically what type of help you want, and you say, mustaqim, guide us to the straight path, O oh Allah. So now you're asking Allah to guide you to and along the straight path. The path of the prophets, and not those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, was angry upon and those that went astray. When you finish the surah, Allah will say, li'abdi This is for my servant, and for my servant is what he asked. Allah is speaking to you. You are speaking to Allah. What room is there for you to think about your dunya? This ikhwani fillah is why it is important we keep in mind that this salah that you are praying, it is the single most important moments in your life. The Prophet ﷺ used to call the salah qurratu ayni. Qurratu ayn is described as that which is the most beloved to you. When Musa ﷺ's mother had to put him in the basket, her own son, 
And we all know how parents love their son, let alone mothers. And this looks like guaranteed death. Qurratu Ain. She described him as her, the coolness of her eyes. This is the, the highest form of love. The Prophet is saying, My 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 love is the prayer. This is because of the spiritual meaning within the prayer, Ikhwanifillah, that we are too often missing. Let's look at some of the companions and how they saw the prayer and some of the salaf, Ikhwanifillah. One of the uh, the salaf was asked, Ama tashu fi salatik? Do you not get distracted in your prayer? And he was surprised. Is there such a thing, a speech, anything that is more beloved to me than the Quran? How can I get distracted? Another one of the ubad, the worshippers among the salaf was asked, right? Uh, do you get, uh, do you lose focus in your salat? And he said, oh, does that happen? And he asked a question, do you mean, do I get focused thinking about Jannah and Nar and Hurrain and Qiyamah? Is that what you mean? And he said, no, that's not what we mean. We mean, do you get focused? Do you get distracted in dunya? His understanding of losing focus is as the Quran is being recited, he starts thinking about Yawm Al-Qiyamah and about the Jannah and about the hellfire. And this is a distraction to him. He said, do you mean that? No. Do you get distracted in the dunya? And he couldn't understand this because what is the dunya compared to Allah? You start your salah by making a declaration. That we all believe in. Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. When you say those words, Allah is the greatest. How is it possible then? That you're thinking about something that isn't great. That you're distracted with your dunya. This is something we must rectify. Alhamdulillah, Attaining khushu' and salah, the scholars they discuss, is it wajib or is it encouraged? And the majority of the scholars, there I say all of them, if not the vast majority of them say it's wajib. You must have a level of khushu' in your salah. And there is a general principle that the scholars also agree upon. لَيْسَ لِصَلَاتِكَ إِلَّا مَعَقِلْتَ مِنْهَا The only thing about your prayer that you earn in reward is that which when you are present. So the moment you are absent in your prayer, there's no reward going for you. There's no reward there for you. So, Ikhwanifillah, it's very important we appreciate this concept and we, we need to start thinking about how we can improve our salah, how we can benefit from our salah, how we can pray the prayer that Allah describes as, Indeed, the prayer prohibits you, stops you from falling into sin and immorality. If after the prayer you're heading into sin, then that means something is wrong with your prayer. Something is wrong with that connection that you should be establishing between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One more example among the salaf was one, uh, he, when he would enter into his home, his children and his family, they would always be quiet and they would be respectful and they would, uh, because of how much haybah, how much honor and respect they had for the head of the household, their father or their husband. But the moment he entered into salah is when, they would, when you would hear laughter. They would be laughing and joking and playing about when he would enter the salah because they were knew for sure, هذا وقت غيبته, this is when he is absent. 
This is when he is absent. When he enters into salah, he's not with us. He's not with us. Now can you imagine that type of prayer? Where you're so immersed in speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you're not even aware or you don't even care what's happening around you. This is why some of the ulama in their tafsir of الَّذِينَهُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ They say, الْخُشُوعِ is مَنْ لَا يَعْرِفُ مَنْ عَلَى يَمِينِهِ وَعَلَى شِمَالِهِ فِي صَلَاةِ The one that is not aware of what's, who's on his left or right during the salah. Now, how can we get there? What are some steps that we can take to get there, ikhwani fillah? Because we also have to be practical. Number one, learn the meaning of the adhkar that you are saying. And think about them when you are saying them. When you're saying, Indeed, Allah hears those who praise Him. Then you need to remember, you were just praising Him. And you're going to praise Him again, and Allah hears you. And you need to know, Allah doesn't only hear you. When we say Allah hears, Samia, Allah is the all-hearing. He's not only all-hearing, He's Samia'ud Dua. Right? And He's Mujibud Dua. He hears you, and He accepts your call, and He responds to your call, and accepts your Dua. So you need to keep that in mind. Another benefit, Ikhwan is during sujood. Do make your dua in sujood. Do not just say the adhkar absently. Make dua. Because the closest time you are to your Lord is when you are in sujood. Use that as an opportunity. Another one is learn the basic meanings of the surahs that you often recite. There was a sahabi who was promised Jannah because of his love for surah al-ikhlas. A surah we all use for our salah and we all recite and have memorized. He was promised Jannah because he would recite it in every salah to the point where some sahaba said, why are you doing this? This is not what the Prophet does. Why are you always reciting to al-ikhlas? They go to the Prophet وسلم, and they ask him. And the Prophet tells him, why are you doing it? He said, It describes my Lord. I love the surah of Allah because it describes my Lord. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet said, Your love for this surah is the reason you're going to go to Jannah. So, Keep these meanings in mind. When you're reading Fatiha, when you're reading the Quran, when you are uh, making Ruku' and Sujood. Also, if you can learn a basic level of Arabic or Tafsir, because that will help you uh, uh, understand the recitation of the Imam. Also, when, before you come to Salah, come early, prep for it, avoid all distractions, put your phones off, make it something serious. You turn your phones off in meetings. Turn your phones off. Get rid of distractions, you're standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This ikhwani fillah is how inshaAllah ta'ala we're going to improve uh, our khushu' in our prayer, which inshaAllah will lead to what Allah has promised, like we said in the beginning, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Indeed the believers are successful, those that have khushu' in their salah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those that have khushu' in their salah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins and make, give us less distractions from this world and make us like the sahaba that we are talking about. صَلُّوا عَلَى نَبِيِّكُمْ كَمَا أَمَرَكُمْ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى حَيْثُ قَالْ إِنَّ اللَّهُ مَلَائِكَةُ يَصَلُّونَ عَلَى وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد المجيد ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم لا تفرق جمعنا هذا إلا بذنب مغفور وسعي مشكور وعمل متقبل مبرور اللهم حبيب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين وأخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.